Welcome to today's episode of the Smart Productive Mom Podcast. My name is Lucretia, and if you are new here, I am the mom of a two and a half year old little girl. I worked as a nurse before I stopped working to stay home with her full time and start this online business I have. And I am so happy you are here. I'm so happy you found me. And today you are going to love this episode. It is highly, highly, highly requested. We are talking all about procrastination. So if you are excited and you are ready to stop procrastinating or even to just get clear on why you procrastinate, then stay tuned. Welcome to the Smart Productive Mom Podcast, where I give you toe-curling tips and spine-tingling strategies to help you be more productive and present without stressing about housework. My name is Lucretia, and I know what it's like to do laundry with a baby strapped to your chest or use the bathroom while your toddler tells you about their day, even though you've been together all day. I'm spilling all the tea on how to take the overwhelm out of motherhood, so let's dive into all the juicy goodness. I've got a quick question for you, sis, before we dive into today's episode. Have you grabbed your free productivity power pack yet? If not, click the link in the description below to grab your very own productivity power pack It is a printable resource and it includes a meal planning template, a time blocking template, daily cleaning schedule checklist, a speed cleaning checklist, and a morning routine checklist. So it is jam-packed, it's amazing, and it'll help you boost your productivity very simply, very easily. So if you haven't grabbed your productivity power pack, go ahead and grab that. And then let's hop in to what exactly is procrastination. According to the dictionary gurus, procrastination is to intentionally put off doing something that should be done. I kind of have a little bit of a problem with this definition because I think it's so subjective. First of all, putting off something that should be done, like who's to say what should be done? I mean, who made that up? I really think of procrastination as more of an emotional issue rather than a time management issue. And I say that because most of the time when we're procrastinating, it's usually due to some type of negative feeling that we have towards the task. So if we feel like the task is boring or if the task feels overwhelming, there's some type of feeling there that is making us procrastinate. So that's why I say procrastination is more of an emotional issue rather than a time management issue. And then before we hop into all the strategy and all the juicy goodness, let's go over a few examples of procrastinating so we can just get clear on what procrastination is versus what it isn't. So an example of procrastinating would be like watching Netflix instead of going grocery shopping or saying you'll start the new diet on Monday and then making up some type of excuse as to why you can't just start it now. So those are examples of procrastination. Examples of not procrastinating would be washing the dishes later because your child wants you to put together a puzzle with them 
or taking a nap because you're exhausted and your baby was up crying half the night. So you'd rather take a nap instead of cooking dinner and you're just going to eat out for that day. So those are not examples of procrastinating, in my opinion. So let's just get clear on procrastination versus what is not procrastinating. I also want to throw out this idea about the difference between grace and excuses because I think this plays a big role in why there is so much mom guilt and why there's so much hoopla about productivity and why sometimes it gets such a negative connotation or a negative vibe because people are just pushing themselves past the point of exhaustion, which is completely unnecessary. So let's talk about the difference between giving yourself grace and making excuses. So basically, grace is being kind to yourself. So you are giving yourself forgiveness and you're giving yourself permission to not do everything. That is grace pretty much in a nutshell. So you are saying that it's okay that I am taking this nap instead of cooking dinner because I am exhausted and my body needs rest. You're giving yourself grace. You're giving yourself permission to rest. That's what grace is. On the other end of the spectrum, we have an excuse. And an excuse is an explanation as to how you'll defend your behavior. An example of this would be saying, oh, I didn't have time to clean the kitchen today. But you know in your mind that you spent over an hour on TikTok. So now you're feeling guilty, but you're trying to make up this reason to defend your behavior. So that's the difference between giving yourself grace and making an excuse. And it's also super important to distinguish between the two because you have to decide when are your breaks healthy. So when is it okay for you to take a break? And when are you just making an excuse to not do something? And you're the only one that can decide if it's giving yourself grace or if you're making an excuse to defend your behavior. You are the only one that can decide if you're taking a healthy break or you're just making an excuse to not do the task. And then an example of differences between giving yourself grace and excuses. I love this example from Ruth Sukup. She's an online business coach and a blogger. Um, She's been very instrumental in developing my blogging career. So here are a few examples of giving yourself grace versus excuses. So she says, grace realizes that progress is more important than perfection Excuses use perfection as a reason to procrastinate. Grace brings hope. Excuses make you feel hopeless. Grace gives you the ability to try again tomorrow. Excuses allow you to give up. And that is just so deep because it's so true. You get to decide if you're going to give yourself grace or if you are going to make an excuse. You're the only one that can decide that. So choose wisely and make sure to just not have guilt about your decision. If you're going to make an excuse, then just go all in, be 100% real about it and 
stick to your guns. But if you are giving yourself grace, then be content with that also and not have any guilt about your decision. All right, so let's get to the nitty gritty. So what is the root cause of procrastination? Most of the time when we are procrastinating, it's because we have some type of negative emotions or some type of anxiety around the task that needs to be completed. So whether that is a fear of failure or you're doubting yourself, there's some type of negative emotion stirring the pot for you there that's making you procrastinate. And it can even go a step further because for some people, procrastination is more of a medical type of condition. So it can be a sign of ADHD, which is attention deficit hyperactive disorder, or OCD, which is obsessive compulsive disorder. It could be a procrastination could be a sign of anxiety or depression. So there could be a serious underlying cause there that's making you procrastinate. And you're just thinking that you're a procrastinator and you need help with procrastination and time management when really there's some underlying issue there. Procrastination is a symptom of that underlying health issue. So if you're feeling like your procrastination is a more than you just putting things off, then definitely go talk to your doctor and go over the symptoms that you're having and you may realize why you are procrastinating. But one big difference that I want to point out is that procrastination is not the same as being lazy. They are very, very different. So procrastination is when you choose to do something else instead of the task that you think you should be doing. But laziness is just you just not doing anything, basically. Procrastination is intentional. You're intentionally not doing a task. You also plan on doing the task later. So you're just not planning on not doing it, if that makes sense. With laziness, you're just not doing it. There's no plans on you doing it later. You're just not doing the task. It's over and done with. You've moved on. So that's the difference between procrastination and laziness. Procrastination, you are intentionally putting off the task to do it later. Laziness, the task ain't getting done. You've moved on. And believe it or not, there are actually a few good benefits or effects of procrastination. So according to Psych Central, there are some situations where procrastination can benefit you. They say that procrastinating can help you learn to manage a delay and that it can give you time to get your thoughts and emotions in order so you can process better and make a more logical decision. And it can also help you with creative thinking. So if you are taking a step back to think about you know, the process and what you have going on, sometimes you're able to come up with a better decision or a more creative way of doing something because you took that step back and you were able to put something off for a little bit while you thought about it some more and it made you, helped you think of a better idea. So there are a few benefits to procrastinating, but most of the time effects of procrastination aren't that great. So a few bad effects of procrastination is that it lowers your self-esteem and your confidence because you're holding yourself back 
or you're self-sabotaging. And when you're self-sabotaging, things can be going great and you will find a way to mess it up for yourself. So you mess it up before anything else can mess it up. So procrastination can lower that self-esteem and that confidence and then you lack the confidence for things to be successful so you go ahead and mess it up before anyone else can and it just makes you not believe in yourself anymore. And then another bad effect of procrastination is that it just wastes your time. So have you ever been wanting to do something but it's never the right time? You're just waiting and waiting and waiting. Oh, I'll go to school when my kids get older or we'll get the new house once I start this new job when in reality you could afford the new house right now. But that's just an excuse you're using to put something off and procrastinate or you're spending less time with your kids because you're always cooking or cleaning at the last minute instead of preparing ahead of time so that you can get back all of that precious time to spend with your family. Another bad effect of procrastination is that it help makes you miss opportunities. So just missing a deadline for a scholarship or not getting paperwork turned in on time, those are missed opportunities due to procrastinating. And it also has negative health outcomes. So putting off a doctor's appointment because you don't have time or you'll do it later. And now something that could have been fixed easily if you would have caught it earlier now has spiraled out of control. So procrastinating can affect you in very serious negative ways, which is exactly why we're having this discussion. So we can find ways for you to overcome your procrastination. So let's hop into that. So how to overcome procrastination. First is you need to recognize that you're procrastinating. So you can't fix the problem if you don't understand the problem or you don't, you're not aware of the problem. So recognize that you're procrastinating and then figure out why you're procrastinating. So a few reasons why we procrastinate is that we are catastrophizing the task. And so what this means is that you're making the situation a bigger deal than it needs to be. And we do this a lot. We make things seem harder than it really is, or we feel like something is going to take a ton of time. So we talk ourselves out of even doing it when in actuality, we could have gotten it done in like 10 minutes. So that is catastrophizing the task. You're just making it a much bigger deal than it needs to be. And that's one reason why you may be procrastinating. Another reason is perfectionism. And this is probably one of the most common next to catastrophizing. That's probably the biggest is catastrophizing it. Next would be perfectionism. And that is either your fear of failure. So when you're a perfectionist, you're afraid of being judged. You're afraid of doing something wrong. So that is one reason you'll put it off until you feel like it's perfect, which will probably never happen. And you just keep putting it off and putting it off. And then on the opposite spectrum of that fear of failure, we have fear of success when you are afraid of how things will change once you become successful or you feel like once you become successful, you'll run into other problems and so and this is typically when you will start self-sabotaging so that fear will make you put off whatever will catapult your success and you'll just keep self-sabotaging 
and keep holding yourself back. So perfectionism is a huge one. Um, Another reason you may be procrastinating is because the task is boring. So an example of this would be cleaning the baseboards. I've been meaning to clean my baseboards for so long, but it just seems boring and I'm kind of catastrophizing it because it just seems like a lot of work and I just don't want to do it. So I haven't done it. So if something's boring in your mind, then you're going to keep putting it off and you're going to keep finding better things to do with your time. And then another reason is that you procrastinate could be because something seems unpleasant. So for me, an example of something unpleasant would be talking on the phone. A simple phone conversation is mentally and emotionally draining for me. I am a massive introvert. So a simple phone conversation takes a lot of energy for me. So that seems very unpleasant and I will avoid calling people for a a long time and it's nothing's going on. I mean, I just like avoid talking. I just don't like talking on the phone. I would rather just send them a text message like, hey, how you doing? We'll talk for a little bit and then we just move on. So talking on the phone is unpleasant for me and I procrastinate with calling people. And another unpleasant situation would be like social interactions. Whenever I was working as a nurse, going to work was mentally draining for me because I was trying to interact with all these people that I didn't really know. And like I said, I'm a massive introvert and that was very draining for me, which is another reason why I decided to work from home, start my own business, because those social interactions were very unpleasant and I would just not like going to work. Even though I loved being a nurse and I loved doing what I did, being in those social interactions with people, even when I worked at a clinic and I was just around a handful of people and it was mostly the same people every day, it was still just draining. And so so when something seems unpleasant, then it's easier to procrastinate and keep putting it off and off and off until you never do it. So the next reason why you may be procrastinating is because the task seems overwhelming. And this I hear all the time when I talk about decluttering or organizing. It just seems so overwhelming. You see the big picture that you want it to look like when you're done, whatever it is, your pantry, your closet, whatever space it may be. You see the big picture and you see what you're starting with and all the steps it's going to take you to get there just seems completely overwhelming. And so you put it off for literally years. Like people will put this off for a very long time because it's overwhelming. So that may be another reason why you're procrastinating. And then the next reason is poor decision making or a lack of focus. So this would be another example from my life would be buying decorations and never using them. I do this all the time. I will go to Hobby Lobby and I will spend money on decorations and they just sit in the closet because I can't decide where I want to put them. So when I'm buying them, I know exactly where I want to put them and I know in my head how it's going to look. I have it all pictured out and I buy it and then I get home and I'm like, well, hmm, I don't think I want it there anymore. I put it in a closet so I can think about it and then it stays in the closet for I don't know how long. It stays there so long, I completely forget about it. So that's how long. (laughs) So poor decision making definitely is procrastinating. And then there's another example would be reading emails over and over again 
without deciding what you're going to do or without responding to them. So that could either be poor decision making or it could also just be a lack of focus. You read the email over and over again and then you move on to something else. And then you come back to the email and you're like, oh yeah, I need to do that. And then you move on to something else. So that's an example of both poor decision making and lack of focus, which are both reasons for procrastinating. And so another reason would be that you're filling your day with tasks that are a low priority to you. So this is a task that it doesn't matter if it gets done soon or not. So basically like cleaning the kitchen, it doesn't matter if you do it today or tomorrow or the next day. So if there's not many dishes in there and you say you want to clean the kitchen, well, it doesn't seem urgent to you. So it's easier to procrastinate and put it off until the dishes are overflowing and now you're in a reactive state of mind, you're irritated or agitated and you're you know, just ready to get it done. So that's one common way that we procrastinate is that it's a low priority task. We keep putting it off until it becomes urgent. And then another reason for procrastination is putting tasks that someone else has asked you to do in front of your own important task. So an example of this would be like doing something for your sister instead of cleaning your house when you've really, really been wanting to clean your house but you're doing something for your sister instead because let's be honest, you just don't feel like cleaning your house. So you're like, oh, well, I'll go run this errand for my sister and then I'll clean the house later and then later never comes. So then the next day you say, okay, I'm gonna clean the house today. And then your mom calls and asks you to do something and then you go do something for her. So you just keep putting off your own task because you're doing stuff for everyone else. And then the last reason that people procrastinate is that they're waiting to be in the right mood or they're waiting for the right time. So this could just be like, I know for me, I procrastinate when it comes to recording this podcast. I love doing the podcast, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait for the right time, which is usually when my husband takes my daughter, because if you heard the last episode, she was screaming bloody murder in the background. So I wait until... He takes her somewhere, which sometimes happens, sometimes doesn't. And then I wait till the last minute and I'm just like, I've got to get this done. Because even sometimes when he takes her, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to watch one episode of Selena on Netflix. And then that turns into four episodes and then they're back home and I didn't record the podcast episode. So you're waiting for the right time or you're waiting till you're in the right mood to get something done and that may or may not happen. So those are the most common reasons why people procrastinate. And a lot of the times you may use quite a few of these reasons. Um, We just interchange them. So sometimes you may be waiting for the right time to tackle your task or it may be a low priority task. You may feel overwhelmed. So it can be a lot of these reasons all at one time as to why you're procrastinating. So let's move on into the good stuff. And we are just gonna talk about nine strategies to help you stop procrastinating. And I want you to keep in mind that procrastination is a habit. And what the habit, it means most of the time you're doing it, you don't even realize that you're doing it. So it's not something that's gonna be fixed overnight. This is going to take work and awareness as to when you're procrastinating so that you can stop procrastinating as much. So just keep that in mind. This isn't happening overnight. 
this is something you're going to be constantly working at to improve and to make this a better habit. So the first way to stop procrastinating is to just forgive yourself for procrastinating in the past. Forgiving yourself will help you start building up your self-confidence so that you can believe in yourself again. So if you keep telling yourself that you are a procrastinator, every time that you catch yourself procrastinating, you're proving yourself right that you are a procrastinator. So you've got to change that way of thinking and telling yourself that you are not a procrastinator so you can build up that confidence in yourself and start believing that you are someone who gets things done. So go ahead, forgive yourself for procrastinating in the past, and then let's start building up your self-confidence and stop telling yourself that you are a procrastinator. Okay, so number two is to be committed, not motivated. Motivation will fail you because it only lasts for so long. You'll only be motivated to do something for so long And then after that, the motivation's gone and you're just back at square one. So it's much better to rely, sorry, hit my mic. So it's much better to rely on commitment because that can last a lifetime. So just think about in a marriage, if you were motivated to be married, oh, I love his smile. I'm going to stay with him forever. Well, what happens when he makes you mad and he's not smiling and you're not smiling, then you leave because you're just relying on motivation to stay married. But if you're committed, it doesn't matter what you go through. You are committed to making this marriage work through the good, the bad, and the ugly, and whatever else may come up. You are committed. So commitment can last for a lifetime. So be committed to changing your habit of procrastination And that way you're not relying on motivation. All right, so the third way to stop procrastinating is to use time blocking. So the free Productivity Power Pack does have a time blocking template in there. And I also give you an example of what a time blocked schedule will look like. Write down the task that you need to complete and then specify a time frame to do them. So I don't specify a specific time as to when I want to get the task done. Like I don't say I'm going to clean the kitchen at 2 p.m. Because at 2 p.m. rolls around and my daughter is laying on the floor crying. I know I'm not going to be able to clean the kitchen. And then that just makes me frustrated because that was the specific time I had planned to do it. And now I can't do it. And I don't know when I'll be able to get it done. So I prefer to use time frames, usually in two to three hour blocks, and I'll say I will get the kitchen cleaned somewhere within this time frame. And that works much better for me because if it's 2.15 and I still haven't cleaned the kitchen, then I'm like, okay, I'm going to you know, get her taken care of, get my daughter taken care of, and then I'm going to try to get the kitchen cleaned after this. But I have this two or so hour time frame allotted for me to clean the kitchen and then if I'm if it's two o'clock and I'm cleaning the kitchen great if it's two o'clock and I'm not cleaning it okay I still have time to get it done so it makes it less stressful to have a time frame rather than a specific time and this way you'll be more proactive in getting it done rather than reactive definitely use time blocking, grab your free productivity power pack, and that will help you kind of block your time, give you a little starter guide to talk 
to blocking your time. And then you can upgrade to the time blocking blueprint, which I will also link below if you're ready to just skip the small talk, the examples and go to the entire system of how I block my time. And so strategy number four to help you stop procrastinating is to have accountability. You want someone to check up on you and to just make sure you're staying on track and you're staying consistent to what you said you would do because peer pressure, like it or not, it actually works. So if you have somebody that you know is going to be asking you constantly about whatever you want them to ask you about, that'll encourage you to actually do it. And this is why having a personal trainer or a coach or a mentor or something like that will help you see better results because you have that accountability and you have someone that you are checking in with and who's checking up on you and you don't want to let them down. So you go ahead and do the task so that you can say you did it rather than being disappointed and saying you didn't do it. So definitely get an accountability partner. We do have the Smart Productive Mom Facebook group. You can go in there, tell us your goals, tell us what you want to accomplish, and we will help try to keep you on track. And I will link to the group in the description below as well. So strategy number five to stop procrastinating is to take action. So tackle the task as soon as it comes rather than letting it pile up and pile up and pile up. So instead of waiting for the dishes, basically to pile up and pile up and pile up, as soon as you say you're gonna wash the dishes, whether it's only like three dishes in the sink, go ahead and get it done because you'd rather wash those three dishes before they become 20. So go ahead and get something done and take action before you let it get overwhelming to you because then once it becomes even more overwhelming, then it's much easier to keep pushing it off. And then we have strategy number six, which is to change the way you are talking to yourself. So instead of saying, I need to clean the baseboards or I have to wash the dishes, just remember that you don't have to do anything. You don't need to do anything. If it's not keeping you alive, then you don't have to do it and you don't need to do it. These are all life choices that we've made. So we get to do these things. We choose to do these things. Whenever you say that you have to do something or that you need to do something, it's stealing your power away from you because it's making you feel like you don't have a choice in what you get to do. So whenever you say that I choose to wash the dishes right now, then you are more in control. You have power over what you are getting done at that time. Because let's be real, you don't have to wash the dishes right then and there. You can do something else, but you choosing to wash the dishes at that time, even though you don't want to, that is powerful. That takes a lot of strength and a lot of determination. So give yourself credit for making those tough decisions. Okay, and strategy number seven to stop procrastinating is to minimize your distractions. I say this all the time. Set app limits on your phone so that you don't get sucked into social media or sucked into checking your email or whatever you get easily distracted by. Set these app limits and stick to them 
so that you can free up so much more time in your day or limit the amount of time you're watching TV. Whenever you sit down to watch TV, set an alarm on your phone to go off in 30 minutes or one hour, however long it may be. And when your alarm goes off, the TV goes off. So do these things in advance to help yourself stay committed to not procrastinating as much. And if you want to set these app limits, I have a full podcast episode all about how to limit your time on social media. And that is episode number five. It's titled, You're Addicted, How to Beat the Social Media Algorithm. So if you want to set app limits, check out episode number five. It'll walk you through it. And it has a blog post to go with it that has images that walk you exactly through how to set up these app limits on your phone. So definitely check that out. And then strategy number eight to limit procrastination is to tackle your hardest task first thing in the morning. So if you ever heard that saying, eat that frog, that's basically what that means is to just whatever you're not looking forward to doing, go ahead, do it first thing in the morning. That will help you build up momentum so you're feeling more motivated and more productive throughout the day because you tackled this hard task first thing in the morning. And so it really makes you feel empowered to tackle whatever gets thrown at you for the rest of the day because you've already tackled your hardest task. So no matter what gets thrown at you, you can handle it. And strategy number nine, which is our last strategy to stop procrastinating, is to break down the task into smaller, actionable steps. So a lot of the times we get overwhelmed because we're looking at the big picture, but it's much more helpful to know the big picture and then to break it down into smaller tasks. And that way you're only focused on this one small task at a time. And it seems much more doable than the entire ending picture. So break down your task into small action steps And this way, it won't feel so overwhelming, even though the end result will be the same. So it's kind of like a little mind hack there. Even though you're going to end up with the same result in your brain, you're just doing one little baby step at a time. So those are your nine strategies that will help you stop procrastinating and remember that procrastination is a habit. Even though you're implementing these strategies, Things won't change overnight. It takes consistent effort on your part to change this habit and to become more aware of when you are actually procrastinating. And if you are ready to jumpstart your productivity, go ahead, click the link in the description below to grab your free productivity power pack. Inside, it has a meal planning template, a time blocking template, a quick daily cleaning checklist, a speed cleaning checklist, and a morning routine checklist. So go ahead and grab that. Click the link in the description below or head over to smartproductivemom.com slash powerpack. That's all one word and you will be able to grab it there as well. So hopefully this was helpful for you and I will catch you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Smart Productive Mom podcast. If you found this information helpful, please consider leaving me a review on iTunes so more moms can find this show. 
And if you want to connect with me in between episodes, make sure you join the Smart Productive Mom Facebook group. I can't wait to talk to you over there. See you on the next episode.